This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. Therefore, my beloved, as you always obeyed, so now not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for His good pleasure. For His good pleasure. So if God is working in you, uh, ding, 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 let's see who gets us right. Will God actually want you to sin? If God is the one that puts pleasure in you, is he going to give you like, hey man, you know what? Just, it's okay, just go sin a little bit. No, no, he hates sin. He died for sin. He doesn't want you to sin. So if he's the one that's working in you both to will and to work for his glory, he's not going to lead you down that road. Hatred of sin is hating everything that does not bring joy to your Savior. Hatred of sin is wanting to do everything that brings joy to your Savior. Will you fail? Is it possible for you to fail? Yes, you will fail. Hey, come on, man. Is it possible for you to fail? Yes, you will sin. Admit to it. Yes, I will sin. And that's why we need Jesus. Thank God we have a Savior who will cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. But you need to grow in a newfound hatred towards sin. We cannot sit passive, quietest, being like, oh, no, eventually the temptation will go away. Neither can we beat our bodies down and, and try to lift ourselves up. We need to have a new hatred towards sin, dig into holiness, live in obedience, constant repentance, daily holiness, and know that you're loved. Isn't it beautiful to work out your salvation with fear and trembling? It's amazing. That's why Paul says in verse 14, do all things without grumbling or disputing. Ding, ding, ding. Come on, Christians in America. Stop grumbling. God hates grumbling and bickering. Knock it off. Stop it. We're so entitled. I don't care if you don't like the style of worship that we do. We're not worshiping you. I don't care if you don't like the jeans I wear. I'm not here to impress you. Knock it off. God hates grumbling. A whole generation died because they were grumbling. You don't reflect the light of Jesus in the dark world when you're grumbling and bickering. You sound like a spoiled child that needs a good spanking. You could say amen a little louder. Come on. Don't leave me alone over here. God hates grumbling. Remember Israel when they grumbled in the wilderness. Look at what David says. They grumbled in their tents. They did not listen to the voice of the Lord. Verse 7 of the same chapter. Ancestors in Egypt were not impressed by the Lord's miraculous deeds. They soon forgot his many acts of kindness to them. Instead, they rebelled against him at the sea. They soon forgot the mighty acts of God. You soon forgot how God saved you. You forgot so easily how he died for you. You forgot so easily how the Holy Spirit worked so powerfully in you when you came over here and convicted you and changed you and lifted you up from death to life. I know you're sitting and grumbling. Knock it off. Come on. That's our challenge. We got to go out into the world and shine as light. You can't keep shining as a light when you're grumbling. You can't do that. Dearly beloved, you can't do that. I love you. You can't do that. We can't do that. We've lost our privilege to grumble. We cannot. You cannot grumble about things in the church. You cannot grumble about the things in the world. You cannot grumble about the things in your workplace. You cannot grumble. What you can do is you can't trust God. What you can do is you can dig into your salvation. What you can do is you can pursue holiness. What you can do is pursue obedience. What you can do is cry out to God because he's a sovereign God who's seated on the throne and say, God, would you please intervene? That's not being quietest. That's actually digging into what God has for you. And when God tells you to move, you move. When God tells you to stand, you stand. When God tells you to fight, you fight. When God tells you to speak, you speak. But until then, you zip it. You don't grumble. Verse 15, that you may be blameless, innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. We hate sin and we live contrary to a crooked and twisted world and we shine. Verse 16, holding fast to the word of life. 
so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Holding fast the word of life. whole message can be preached on that. Holding fast the word of life. Jesus is the word of life. He's the bread of life. Seated in many of your laps is the Bible, which has words of life in them. I want to give you five things. The Bible is full of millions of things that you can dig out from the, when you said yes to Jesus, that salvation is deposited in you. Hold fast the word of life. Hold fast the word of life. Some of you need to change your, uh, you know, your, 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 uh, your daily routine and include holding fast to the word of life. And again, ask yourself, what are you grasping? What are you holding on to? Are you holding fast to the word of life? Are you digging in deep every day into what you're mining, into your salvation, what you said yes to Jesus? Hold fast to the word of life. And Paul says, so that I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. I want you to know that as a pastor, I'm extremely encouraged when the word of life comes alive in you and bears life. Do you know that? I get so excited. And when things aren't going the way it's supposed to go, I stay up at night and pray for you. My wife, she'd be like, what are you thinking of? I'm like, well, this is what I'm thinking of. Whenever we go on a date or we go for dinner, guess what we're talking about? We're talking about you guys. We're talking about the vision and mission for the church. No, don't, don't pray for my marriage. We're doing great. In fact, I thank God that as a pastor, I'm able to partner with my wife so much in ministry that many pastors cannot. Yeah, we don't go motorcycle riding together even though we want to because we have five kids. And dear God, that's a handful. You know? <laughs> But guess what we enjoy doing? We enjoy serving God together. And when we hang on, this is what we're talking about. I'm talking about what I'm studying. I'm talking about what I'm excited to preach about. I'm talking about the vision for the church. I'm excited about, I don't know how long, I've told you every week I stand here, I preach like it's my last, and I'm excited to bring it, and I'm glad that she brings it every week. And as, 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 as a pastor of this church, I'm excited when God brings new life. I'm excited when people came and confessed their, their, their faith, when they came and said, I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. It brings me so much joy. And Paul says, man, I pray that the word of life will bear fruit in you, bringing life so that I may be proud. This is not like a vainglory pride. This is like a thank you, Jesus, kind of a, it's like, wow, attaboy, right? Proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Even if I'm to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith. That's crazy. Paul is, don't forget he's in prison. And, and it's quite possible that he thinks that he's going to die. And he says, man, even if I die, nothing can steal this joy, essential joy, because what's deposited in me Herod couldn't take it away. Caesar cannot take it away. The Romans couldn't take it away. The new president of America cannot take it away. No matter what church denomination you go to cannot take it away. No matter how much they ban churches and Bibles, they cannot take it away. And Paul says, even if I'm poured as a drink offering upon the sacrifice of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. Would you rejoice with me at what God has done in your life, in my life, as you begin to dig deep into the salvation that God has brought you to. It's been working in your past. It's working in your present. It'll constantly keep working into your future. You will never run out of resources to find. I want to challenge you this week. Two things. One, I want you to make a visible note that you could see every day of what are you mining? What are you digging? And I mean this. I want you to have a visible note on your mirror, by your bedside, in your office, on your computer, on your phone wallpaper, what are you digging? And I want you to be very honest with it. What are you chasing after? Are you digging into the salvation that God has for you? As you read the Bible, ask yourself, what more can I mine out of this that God's deposited in me? And the second thing I want you to do is, I actually want you to look at the small group questions. Because it will bring me a lot of joy if I see this word of life bearing life in your, in your, in your, in your own personal life. It will bring me a lot of joy. And I know that those questions in the middle of the week will bring back to memory the things that the Holy Spirit's been teaching you this morning. I know it does for me. There's a lot of effort put into that. There are two things I want you to do in application. Would you please stand? We'll pray and we'll close. And...
will let the lion from the tribe of Judah roar into the good soil of your life. Thank you, Lord. That was a lot of verses this morning. And if you're writing down those cross-references, those cross-references alone will be great material for a quiet time this week. Okay? So you could do that. Um, I not only put a lot of effort into this, also put a lot of my own personal life into this. And I wouldn't preach this with so much passion and conviction if I didn't see it bear fruit in my life. And if you're here because you love what God is doing in this church and in my life, and if you want to see God fire you up with a passion like never before, I urge you to begin to mine the salvation that God has entrusted you with. We're living in a world that really is dark, twisted, and crooked. And we are called to shine. We are commanded to shine. It's not an option. It's not an option. You're commanded to shine. So Father, I pray for your children that stand over here. I pray against cliche, shallow Christianity that is punch in, punch out, comes to church, goes home. God, I pray that even for my life, Lord, that I would not just be a preacher who preaches these things and in the end I fail myself and don't follow through. So along with your children, I stand over here in humility and in surrender saying, God, please teach us to mine, to work out the salvation with fear and trembling. For it's you who works in us to work and to will for your pleasure, for your glory. May we hate sin with a newfound passion. May we have reverence for you in a whole new light. May we walk in obedience like never before with holy, holy repentance daily coming to you. And more than all of that, like your word says, that love covers a multitude of sins. So now, we come covered under your love. We come covered under your love, my King. Forgive us, heal us, redeem us, renew our minds that we truly will be children of the light. My Father, I pray for the spiritual orphans in this place who are so hungry for you, who want to know more about you but don't have this beautiful, intimate relationship with you as Father. I pray that they would respond this morning and say yes to you, Jesus. And if that's you this morning, you've never given your life to Jesus, this morning you know the Bible makes it very simple. It doesn't have to be complicated at all. Once you admit that you have failed, that you've not lived up to the standard that you were created for, it's called sin. It's missing the mark. It's not only doing the things that you know you shouldn't be doing, it's also not doing the things that you know you ought to have been doing. And you recognize that you failed. You recognize that Jesus has died for your failure. He's died for your sin. And no matter what you've done, the Bible tells us that He's faithful and just to forgive. And He will in by no means cast anyone away. He will not push anyone away. No matter who you are. No matter what you've done. No matter when you did it. This morning, if that's you, you need to put an end to that shame. So that you can rest not only your head in peace tonight when you go to bed, but your spirit will be at ease, finally. Find your identity in the one that made you. His name is Jesus. Not in your past sins. The Bible says when you confess this as Jesus, as being your Lord and your Savior, you're saved. 
everything we spoke about of this beautiful salvation being deposited in you is yours right then and there the very minute you're saved immediately and because Jesus is a perfect savior he perfectly will save you can you say yes to him this morning you gotta say yes to him this morning we sang that we say yes you gotta say yes to him this morning I beg you we're living in a dark and crooked world please don't go back into the world following its patterns please walk in the new salvation that Jesus brought for you if you're one of those believers that's been grumbling and God's bringing conviction because you've not been a good faithful witness of Jesus I want you to repent this morning this is the living church this is the living church where we want to come alive in his spirit we want to come alive in his presence this is a good place for you to fail because over here you have people who love you who lift you up if that's you as grumbling I want you to repent this morning and when you go back into this world it might feel like you're losing all your battles because you don't having the last word and it's okay it's fine the Bible says the battle belongs to the Lord let him fight your battles repent this morning and truly shine like the light that you're called to for those of you that hold grudges between family members and you're already nervous because Thanksgiving they're going to show up they're going to be sitting around the table I want you to forgive them I want you to work that salvation right now mind what God has deposited in you mind that beautiful obedience mind that beautiful repentance mind that beautiful holiness and awe and reverence for God mind that love that God has deposited in you that grace that he showed you that while you were still sinners he died for you mind that and help him to show ask him to help you to show that same grace to those that you hold a grudge against please let this be a very different season in our lives as we truly shine in a dark twisted crooked world my Father, my King, I pray for all the hearts that are standing over here in your presence, Lord. Not because of who I am, but because of your promises that are yes and amen. I pray that your Holy Spirit will flood this place, every heart, <laughs> cleansing us from inside to out, calling us to a holy, new, beautiful calling, giving us courage like never before and peace that passes all understanding. Let it guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, beautiful fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide on each and every one of you as you work out your salvation with fear and trembling in Jesus name can someone shout amen amen amen, amen. God bless you guys join us this Sunday at the Living Church Boise service and address can be found on our website www.thelivingchurchboise.com visit our website for service time and address